0: May 9, 2019, it's a lot from Pedro show. <laughs> For Pedro, show brother Matt, you're back from your journey. Back in action.
1: Back in action. His cool riverboat cruise on the Columbia River. It was bitching. Beautiful
0: talking the northwest people if you're not familiar columbia river actually acts as a border between yeah. oregon oregon and on washington one side State. washington
1: on the other and then side when
0: it gets east enough it turns north right mm-hmm. yeah right. yes yeah, so
1: we got some washington going then we got into idaho and, and got on the snake river right, too by
0: the grand coulee after yeah. the grand coulee yeah. dam right? yeah
1: we didn't get up that far okay. but but we got about uh five six hundred miles from from astoria up the coast
0: right and then the snake goes into idaho yeah and, we and went. Uh, that uh, Evil Knievel tried to jump yeah, over yeah. with a rocket bike.
1: Yeah, so we went from sea level at Astoria. Yeah, and ended up 768 feet above sea level. Damn. So we had to go through Some like uh, eight, nine locks. Nine like locks. Like five of them were were like a hundred feet.
0: Five. So you're just footers. looking
1: up at the wall. You, you, see, know, you know
0: what this is, people? It's like a bathtub, right? That. They fill it up, and you the water lifts you yeah. shit up. The, the, the Panama Canal, the Erie Canal, yeah. all this stuff works this way. Yeah. Unless you're in a place that's totally flat, you're going to have to use flat a Flat Earth
1: water. people have a – it doesn't really jive with the theory. Um, but that's another story. You think <laughs> it really works? <laughs> no, I had a trip on that stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's Let's crazy. Close it it's close to the
0: Filling up the bathtub. Yeah, right? it's
1: wild how they work it. It's yeah. really an engineering marvel.
0: And um, then, you know – it's been over 200 years since these guys did the trip. Mm, yeah, can you imagine?
1: Yeah, man.
0: And we got to give shout-outs for the two people that aren't really recognized.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the, the guy slave and, and yeah. Sacagawea.
0: That's right. I think um, his name was Tyler or something like that. Uh, but without them too, that mission would have never, never happened. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I you recommend people do
1: this oh yeah it's bitching it's bitching it's beautiful on the boat. <laughs> yeah that particular route yeah um, <laughs> there's other ways to do it um,
0: <laughs>
1: but this was a bitching way you know yeah, yeah. I was just accompanying a my mom So uh, you know, I will get some road trips in with her as long as I can. Absolutely. So um, yeah, we just got different uh, traveling styles.
0: (laughs) I was on the uh, where the islands are for Alaska. Oh yeah, my sister did with my Mm -hmm. mom. Maybe cruises are kind of cool to do with the mom.
1: Yeah, something like that. It's all self contained.
0: In New York City, I want to show my mom, so I stopped for uh, in between going to Europe for Stooges gigs. Mm -hmm. Spent three days. Most of the time, I walked her feet till they were bloody stumps. But <laughs> I did put her in the circle cruiser because I want to show her that cruise bitches, was yeah, the cruiser pitching. Yeah,
1: you see it all. Right. that's a great way in to fact, do it. This
0: last trap I did with Mike Magetta and Steve Hodge, right? Uh-huh. I saw those turntable bridges that I first saw with my mom uh-huh. in the circle. Uh,
1: line, uh-huh. yeah.
0: So that's Bitching was a good trip, brother man.
1: Yeah, very cool. We got Went some... to Pendleton where they make the shirts right. and stuff. That's got killer history going back to like into the Oregon Trail there. This
0: uh, is on the other side of the Cascades, people. East where you think yeah, now Oregon it's rolling hills in Washington? It's all fir trees, but when you get east, yeah. it's it's rain shadow. It's yeah. desert.
1: We got different climates up there, Big so time. yeah, it was Big beautiful. Time.
0: Anyway, the boss of Pendleton in, in the nineties. Wrote me a letter saying, "Wow, what you're doing all kinds of, you know, promo for us in a way, you know, let uh-huh. people know about flannels and shit, because I called them kind of the grail." And, uh-huh. So he says, "I'm going to send you four of my favorite pa- patterns." Bitchin', <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like puce and taupe. <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> yeah. So they kind of stayed in the box, but I appreciate it very much. <laughs> he's, he's a good man, and he's very open-minded. Don't ever, you know. I know there's some yeah, reputation they're... for redneck, but to get some flannels with these colors, yeah, they, they right. got some better stuff. We started the show off with John Coltrane doing "Up Against the Wall" something live, June '63. Oh, ah, it got cut off. But can you imagine how you must have taken gigs? It wasn't cassettes. But you snuck in this big-ass reel-to-reel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and one of the Fred Flintstone birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cutting a lacquer or something. Anyway, after that was Pacific Meantime. I can't wait. Pacific Meantime, Brother Matt, that's our guest. Our guest, yeah. yeah. Via the Miracles of Skype, Hamilton. And they're from the John. Northwest. What town yeah. do you guys calling from?
2: Portland, Oregon.
0: Portland, Oregon. Right on. Yeah, it was just there. Brother Matt. That was just there. You know what's funny about the border right there? Mm. You're in you're in Portland, Oregon. You're ready to go to Washington mm. State. And what's the first town? Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. But it ain't <laughs> Vancouver. Everybody knows. Yeah. yeah, check your map. I wonder why they did that. There's a
1: Hooters. Because of the, the captain there.
0: Yeah, it's, He's it's the, the same one, dude. The Canadian one's the one without the hooters. Yeah, yeah. I know. He he found a lot. Actually, there's lots of cats already yeah. living there, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but that's the same dude that named Point Furman. That's but, right. Yeah. That's right. Little local You Got around.
0: You got around. Yeah. So well luckily they didn't they named our town.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got the Spaniards. Instead of Vancouver. Yeah, we got the Spaniards. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
0: Good point, brother Matt. I just got a good shot of it from up on Friendship Park. Uh-huh. You can get a good angle oh, yeah, the yeah. lighthouse from there. Uh, anyway, welcome aboard, guys. There's 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 Hamilton, there's John, and... Edwin. Edwin, right? So, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And the way we piece it out is uh, Edwin's on the guitar, John's on the bass, and Hamilton? Correct. You're the Frunsky? That's me. Okay. Frontsky. Okay, who wants to go first with their uh, story of their journey through music.
2: Oh, uh, ooh, okay, I'll take the wheel. I. Uh, this is Hamilton. I uh, I grew up in the south in Alabama. Well, let it's me home. ask you
0: this, Edwin. Let me ask you this. What is your earliest musical recollection?
2: Ah. Um, mine would have to be when I was in... This is Hamilton. This is yeah, it's me, it's me talking... Uh, oh, Hamilton. it's
0: Hamilton. <laughs>
2: okay. That's right. Hamilton, pretty what's pretty your close. earliest...
0: Musical
3: recollection.
2: Uh, I'd say I was five years old in kindergarten, and for some reason, who knows why, I got picked to sing a song in the play, and uh, the song was "Thank Heaven for Little Girls" by Marie Chevalier.
4: <laughs>
2: and all the all the girls, uh, all the little girls in the kindergarten class, dressed up in flapper outfits, and I was I had a cane and a top hat, and the, and and I sang the song, and they all spun
1: around me, and kissed me on the cheek
2: at the end. Wow. <laughs> I forget that. That's a
0: great recollection. Yeah, excellent. <laughs>
1: where in the south were you?
0: Yeah, what town?
2: Mobile, Alabama. Oh, I
0: know that, Mobile. Right, time,
2: right on the
0: water there. One time I was, people don't un- understand, but it's actually a little version of New Orleans, like Dauphin Street Correct. never closes. That's
2: Absolutely right. right. We, that's where the original Mardi Gras, too. That's where Mardi that's Gras right. started.
0: One time I sat, well, I didn't sat, I laid down in the, old uh, Spanish church yard and ah. there was a huge electrical storm and it was like tearing cloth and, and chain lightning behind the clouds. It was very bitchy. I also have another, hey, uh, I have another mobile memory. Last time I played there was the night Jack Bruce passed away. Oh. You know, the bass oh, wow. he's the uh, bass the bass for, for cream, right? Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize what effect he had on me, so. I, got, I found out right before we played, and I didn't do too good at the gig, and then stayed at a cat named Todd, great cat, his pad. And you do the thing where you drink the whiskey and watch the YouTube.com videos. That's yeah. what I did all fucking night, mm-hmm. and I cried and cried. Wow. Jack yeah, he Bruce. was a giant. Yeah, you know, one day, we ain't got time now, but I actually played the cream bass for a half hour in the valley here. Whoa, wow. That's a story for another time, <laughs> oh. though. Yeah, thank you fucking Harvey dope. Kubernick, for that. <laughs> okay, so the pad you grew up in Hamilton, there in Mobile, was there instruments in yeah. the house? Was there instruments in the house?
2: No. No, I was like the music kid who had, you know, wonderful family who didn't give a shit about music and what They did we didn't have a stereo. I was kind of starved for it. So I was always asking for, you know, something to listen on a radio or Walkman or something and Can you remember
0: Hamilton, can you remember the first record you bought yourself?
2: Probably, yeah. I, uh, I this was in CD days in the '80s, and I, I got uh, Living Color because I, I, I they came and played our town in a gymnasium, and I saw them play. And I was it was like watching, you know, a lightning storm in front of you. Those guys were they're, just they're, stellar. Players.
0: They're still playing, and they got Doug Wimbish on bass <laughs> now. Incredible.
2: They were pretty insane for the time. There was nothing quite like them. All African American guys, all badasses. And well, you they, know, they, they were.
0: were I got to say, you know, big respect to Vernon. And you know, there was a band kind of doing that called the Bad Brains out of DC. Oh sure, oh yeah, they were the first
2: don't get me wrong. <laughs> band in DC. Don't get me wrong.
0: Okay, okay. But, yeah. And there was a band before that in Detroit in the early seventies called Death. So there actually was oh, yeah. there was yeah. a there yeah. was a yeah. black oh, yeah. punk thing movie. going. They died. That's right. The guitar man died. But the other two guys got back together with their sons and stuff. And it was beautiful. Uh, okay, what about in school, Hamilton? Did, were you in the choir? I mean, you told me about, and you were in drama, but were you in the choir or the school band or the marching well, it, band?
2: I did become that guy. I kind of sought it out. When I went through uh, high school, I was the guy in the plays. You know, I was Conrad Birdie and Bye Birdie and all that crazy stuff. And I played in a ton of bands, you know. What instrument? All kinds.
0: What instrument?
2: I was always a singer. I was always a singer. And then, because no one else would step up to do it. And no, then, no, no,
0: uh, no, no, the voice is an instrument, of course. So are the feet. Maybe that's the first drum set is dancing. There you
2: go. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely was uh, the guy that uh, would do it any way I can. I, okay. I guitar along.
0: Okay, Hamilton, what about uh, the thing where after school, like in the ba- bedroom or the basement or the garage, you get a band together with your buddies. Did you, did you do that stuff? Absolutely Okay.
2: Yeah, we were the band. I mean, we were pretty young and all really short, uh, like at fourteen years old. We were always the band that played after the football game. They came back to somebody's house that you know was like old farm kind of thing and had a barn, and they would wake us up because we went to bed early. And we would go out there and play, you know, violent films and uh, and you know we we didn't have the skills to play any minute, man. Cheers to you, but we tried our best.
0: <laughs> what a, well? And, uh, what about? Can you remember when you started writing your own tunes?
2: Um, Yeah, I guess it'd probably have to be later. I, I gave it a shot, but I'd be really sad for someone who heard it in high school. I'd, that didn't really happen until college when I went to New Orleans close to Mobile and met up with one of these guys. I had one, and we started writing together. So, What so school was what co- school
0: you go to? Tulane?
2: We went to Tulane, that's right.
0: Remember the Toolbox? They used to have a great... Yeah,
2: man, I ran that thing. That was my gig. I was a DJ on wtu Yeah,
0: great station, great. uh, Minutemen had a... One time the Minutemen got to play on campus, and we had an interesting uh, incident where some... uh, more muscular people wanted to fight D. Boone over these stickers. I mean, these stickers you had to lick. These weren't ones where you peeled off. You had to lick these motherfuckers. So you had to kind of be into it. And D. Boone said, look, if you don't like them, just don't take one. <laughs> so he kind
4: of, he, was he finessed, he finessed like, Yeah.
0: He had to get all Einstein on their ass and calmed it down turn the tables back right upside. So so that's interesting. Okay, okay, so up to Tulane, that's where you meet these guys. Okay, so who wants to go next?
5: I'll go next. This is Edwin
0: here. Edwin, the guitar man. Okay. That's right. What What's your earliest uh, musical recollection, Edwin?
5: Well, it's really an abstract one, but <clears throat> I remember from when I was probably four or five, because it was in the first house I lived in, um... I remember looking through a National Geographic and um, showing a picture of this trumpet player, an African boy, I don't remember what, from, from what country, he was playing trumpet, he was, and he was, had to be about like six or seven, and he had his like cheeks all puffed out, and he was <clears throat> playing the trumpet, and I told my mom, I was like, I want to do that. And she said, uh,
0: you're not supposed to have your cheeks puffed out. <laughs> Did she ever hear about <laughs> Dizzy Gillespie?
5: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I didn't have a
0: at that point. Well, not you. And You're just I'm a boy, still... but did your mom know?
5: No, she didn't, really. Like, I, I have a similar similar story to Hamilton in that my my folks and my family in general were just very, uh, just really, really remarkably non-involved with music. Like, we, my, my parents did have a record player and about six or seven records, or a couple Beatles records, one by the Chessmen. Um, but it wasn't even hooked up. It, like when my sisters and I got a little bit older, we sort of hooked it up and we would spin those records. But there was no radio. There was no cassette player. They just weren't. They just they, they didn't listen to music.
0: Okay, because you could tell your mom that there's one of Dizzy Gillespie's horns. You know they're all bent up, right? Somebody sat on it and 'm shit, and he kept it that way. One of them's in the Smithsonian Institute, if she just wants to check it out. I think they got a picture with his cheeks all puffed. You know, part of that was was to have like a bellows so he could have like a kind of circular breathing going. Like circular breathing thing, exactly. Right, right, right. So like an accordion works. Uh, can you remember the first record you bought yourself, Edwin?
5: I think that the first thing I actually ever purchased was on cassette, and I believe it was Billy Joel's Glass Houses.
0: Okay. like giving you an
5: honest answer? No. Yeah. 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 yeah the There's first
0: no wrong answer. to mention answer. that one. Yeah. No, no <laughs> wrong answers. <laughs> Them kind of question. Do you remember the first gig you went and saw?
5: The first gig I ever saw was. So I'm from uh, Northampton, Massachusetts, and um, there was a there was a a band called the Pajama Slave Dancers, and they played a, a gig in the uh, in Main
0: Street Records. And that was the first thing I saw. Northampton. So you're a Western Massachusetts yeah, North, guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know who's West Mass? Is uh, Jay Maskis? Amherst. Oh, right.
5: That's, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's from Amherst. And you know he's
0: living who's living there now, down the block from him, he said, and he never sees him. He lives one block away, same street. Charlie from the Pixies. Oh, man. Who was actually born in Harbor <laughs> City here. <Wow. laughs> I well, should. you may know Jason World being. Oh yeah, uh, he's, in, Sebado. he's in Sebado yeah, he's in now. Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, we went to high school together.
0: Yeah, he's a good guy. I think they got they just made a new record. So, how did you get on guitar? what you do in school? Did you do the band thing? Did you do choir or marching or any of that stuff?
5: Well, I did. I did. I so I, I eventually got my my shot at playing trumpet. Uh, you know, prior to that, I played violin when I was in first grade, but I hated it. It was it, it was hell. It was the Suzuki method, and my teacher made me. She was like a military instructor. It was just, I quit as soon as I possibly could with that. It's probably the um, teacher's
0: so, it's probably teacher's fault more than the violin's fault.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It gave me a bad vibe on the violin, but yeah, it certainly wasn't the fault of the violin. Um, yeah, the Suzuki method is real sort of regimented and not, not super creative. and it, it just didn't speak to anything I really liked about music. So, I did do a band that got my chance to play trumpet. But I, you know, and that was fun. I mean, I enjoyed the marching band, um, and I enjoyed the trumpet, but, but so, despite my parents not being musical, my mom did have a guitar uh, that she played when she was in her 20s, and it was in a closet. It
0: had four strings on it. And I picked that up in about eighth grade, I think, and that's when I got my connection. That's, okay. that's when it all made sense to me. Right, right, and so... uh Start. Else. It was probably an acoustic guitar, right?
5: The Acoustic guitar, yeah, with the four lowest strings on it. Yeah, you, and I kept it that way for like six or seven months before shit, I. got you, the could to the bass.
0: Bass. <laughs> you could have moved on to bass. You could have moved on to bass. <laughs> so, so when did you get an electric guitar and probably an amp, right? Well
5: I, I, I saved up for for one. I I got. I think I got my first electric uh, probably in the end of eighth
0: grade. Now, how'd you learn? Did you learn by? A, Copying records or did some guy teach you stuff I learned by copying records because okay. um, I, I took one one
5: lesson in my in my life and it was from a guy who we call Con- Country Joe who was then out at the local music store and he, did, he wanted to teach teach me uh, like this this country song from like a book you know
0: like teach I guess reading music or I went to one lesson I never went back okay so again, another teacher problem. It wasn't the guitar's fault. That's yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now, now did you did you get in any so. any bands and shit? You know, bedroom, ba- uh, garage, basement kind of thing, barn like a yeah. Hamilton. Definitely, yeah. I, pl- I played in bands all
5: throughout high school.
0: And then, what was that like? Were you writing songs or copying records? Or?
5: We were doing both. Um, it was, it was, it was super, super exciting. Uh, you know, like.
0: Do you, you remember grade, the first gig? Uh, Do you remember the first yeah, gig?
5: Talent, talent show ninth grade in, in October of, you know, 19, what, what would that be? 85, I guess. Uh, played, uh, three songs. We did, uh, Rebel Rebel, uh, Just yeah. What I Needed by the Cars, And then we did, a. Uh, an original composition that was uh, just sort of instrumental. And uh,
0: what was the know, title? I'm link. curious. What's the title? Pardon me. Title. Title. What was
5: they... the
0: title? Of the...
5: Another song. The instrumental song. Oh, just, oh man! I, I, you know, I honestly don't remember.
0: Thanks for the help, Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> look, Sorry, st- look, look, look! 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 Okay. Look! Look! Edwin, don't worry, there's no wrong answers with this shit, okay? <laughs> Look, I want to get to you, John, but first let's play a uh, reveler, okay?
6: It's about say how
7: Não quero nada. Já disse que não quero nada. Não me venham com conclusões. A única conclusão é morrer. Não me tragam estéticas, não me falem em moral, tirem-me daqui a metafísica. Não me apregam em sistemas completos, não me enfilei em conquistas das ciências. Das ciências, Deus meu, das ciências. Das ciências, das artes, da civilização moderna. Que mal fiz eu aos deuses todos. Se têm a verdade, guardem-na. Sou um técnico, mas tenho técnica só dentro da técnica. Fora disso sou doido, com todo o direito a selo, com todo o direito a sêlo. Ouviram? Não me amassem por amor de Deus. queriam me casado fútil, cotidiano e tributável. Criam-me o contrário disto, o contrário de qualquer coisa? Se eu fosse outra pessoa... Fazia-lhes a todos a vontade. Assim, como sou... Tenham paciência. Vão para o diabo sem mim. Ou deixem-me ir sozinho para o diabo. Para que havemos de ir juntos? Não me peguem no braço. Não gosto que me peguem no braço. Quero ser sozinho. Já disse que Sou sozinho. Ah, que maçada quererem que eu seja de companhia. Ó oh céu azul, o mesmo da minha infância, Eterna verdade vazia e perfeita. Ó oh macio tejo, ancestral e mudo, Pequena verdade onde o céu se reflete. Ó oh mágoa revisitada, Lisboa de outrora, de hoje, Nada me dais, nada me tirais, nada sois que eu me sinta. Deixem-me em paz, não tarde que eu nunca tardo. E enquanto tarda o abismo e o silêncio, quero estar sozinho.
0: From Pedro's show, we heard of Pacific Mean Time doing Reveler. Yeah, brother Matt said Greenwich Mean Time. So you guys kind of ah. mix the two modes, right? Because we're usually either Pacific Daylight or Pacific Savings. But Greenwich, mm. I think that's where zero hours is. Uh. Yeah. Like if you want to tell European what time zone you you say UTC mm. minus. Mm. Like we're minus eight. We're mm. eight hours behind Greenwich. Mm just some more useless right. knowledge to <laughs> stuff into your head, brother, man. <laughs> no, he's going to he's he's be a Euro traveler now that he's done his big trip last summer. He's going back again, so got to hip you to yeah. this Greenwich Mean <laughs> Then we had uh, Stefano Pellio with uh, Et Consuma Miller Igni. That's off his new uh, album, uh, influenced by Dante Alighieri. Arabia Dada with uh, their new record. They're out of Milano. Uh, Jepot, and then Blood Quartet out of Barcelona with Eigenlich, <laughs> a German name, huh? Hi-Fi Club out of Toulon, France with Continuaire Semfim, crushed by pimps out of South London London, with Persian rugs. And finally, Pacific Meantime with one of my favorite sandwiches, banh mi. <laughs> you know, banh is how they say bread, right? Because pan is French. And the French was in Indochina. That's why they're the only Asians with a, sa- uh, with a bread, a baguette, uh, a sandwich. Uh, and they're beautiful, man. I love them. Uh, pork belly, right? Yeah, some carrot, yeah. Yeah, fucking cilantro. All oh, the fucking head. good taste. some of that pate.
8: Yeah,
0: yeah, some of that too. Well, it's kind of a fish sauce, dude. Mm. The real kind. But I guess there's no one recipe. Mm. Look, I want to talk with uh, John about his journey through music. But we're at the end of the first hour. May 9th, 2016 edition, What I say 2019 edition <laughs> of Watford Pedro Show. Special guest Pacific Meantime. Hold tight for hour two. <laughs> May 9th,
4: 2019.
0: It's the second hour of the Wat for Pedro Show.
6: they can bring to us in the white community. We elect leaders who represent what we are and what we can do. And if we can spend a quarter million dollars on a dinner here, there's a lot that we can do. I think for instance that the... as a truth to be seen by the black people that the blacks in all areas and all cities can participate as you participate here tonight.
9: Sand where a tree cannot hold root. I've been dreaming about you at home. It's time they harvested the fruit. Did you know the tears you cry for me do not compare with the love I have for you? God is on our side, Mama, and for Him I do this too. I say clear then you say crystal. This ain't your boots, and there ain't your pistols. Everything that you have is mine. Say hey, it Supers in your right hand, scrub. your are nuts with your left hand. Don't think your fucking eyes at me. You want a piece of my ass? Give me back your pet. never compare To the tears you'll cry for me you know that I will miss you, Papa Information spawns mistake
4: Mega rich hell freaks Mega rich health freaks Mega rich health Killing everyone with greed Save yourself, you genius fuck Kill them all, your
9: money's blood Save yourself, we're out
4: of luck Kill them all, your money's blood Yay!
0: Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Pacific Meantime doing Phantom. Then uh, brand new out of London with a band called Arp. Uh, now doing Arp. Uh, probably the, the synthesizer. Yeah. Mini Beast out of Providence. That's Peter from uh, Mission of Burma, drummer man. His own band now to Barter. Paul Acre. Now uh, Ashland, I think. Or Medford. Somewhere in South Oregon. With uh, Aussie Goes to Harlem. The Healers out of uh, like just east of Chicago in Illinois, pa- uh, panphobia, the fiction. That's here hear from Strongbees. Had uh, Josh Fischel, mm. great cat who just passed away. Uh, crooked, no, Untitled. Crooked from uh, Red Mass out of uh, uh, kept, uh, Quebec, and then finally Pacific. Meantime, with weighing feathers. You know, if you look at the house, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Book of the Dead. There's oh, some the instructions book. on how to. Yeah, break, yeah. You know, and then your soul gets weighed against a fucking feather. Mm. Well, Pharaoh's does. Mm. I don't know if you get shot. At <laughs> <laughs> I think we're part of the weigh-in crew. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Were you guys aware of that? Is is the tune something about that?
2: I, I saw a picture of it. That's where that line came okay, from. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I didn't know the story. I just saw one of those kind of uh, weighing on each side of the hand, kind of like that iconic uh, picture of uh, justice, you know, and there was a feather in the other one. I was like, why are they doing that?
0: Well, Hamilton, you're the word man in the band then, right? That's correct. Okay, makes sense. But if you want to know something about a front man who didn't do his own words and the Mm. bass man did it, Black Sabbath and Geezer Butler. (laughs) Ozzy did not write those words, <laughs> and in fact, now we get to talk to the bass man, John. John, what's your earliest music recollection? Yeah, hey, Mike. Um, so my
8: earliest music recollection is sixth grade, going to choosing to take violin as an instrument because my best buddy did, and um, and that's what started it. And then eighth grade, I switched to bass because. My friends were in a band, and they needed a bass player. And I said, okay, I'll play bass. And where and, was uh, this? My, my, I mean, this, is, this is Louisville, Kentucky.
0: Okay, yeah. There's a big baseball bat by the river, right? The <laughs> yeah, factory like, has yeah. yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I played a couple derby days there. Well, nights. it was <laughs> play three in the morning. And uh, there was a pad there. What's the big? Bartstown is the big road.
8: Yeah, Barstown Road is kind of where I uh, uh, you know, you may have played a Tooligans. That's what I was
0: gonna say, and Georgie came up with a great name for it, Stooligans. <laughs> there's,
8: there's a lot of good
0: cats here, but they had some fun with me playing some game called spoons and they're just beating big fucking knots on the back of my head. But okay, you mean you mean when you're growing up in the house there was no music?
8: No, no. The, the, there was, you know, mi- minimal amount. My father loved music. I mean, okay. he always had classical music on. Okay. And um, I was classically—I ended up being classically trained in the upright. And. But um,
0: first, you started on the violin, I, right?
8: Yeah, I started on the violin, and and, and, when and for my people out the there, bass,
0: I mean, can I can I uh, enlighten the people out there? The violins are tuned in fifths, but the basses are tuned in fourths. Yes, sir. So you don't have yes, as sir. much no. drama in the jumps. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> but basically, a stand-up bass, a bass fiddle, it is a gigantic violin. And if you want to know something, that's why Leo Fender called his electric bass guitar precision, because it had frets. Now, actually, oh. there was mandolin orchestras 100, 120 years ago, and they had bass mandolins tuned in fourths with frets, but don't tell anybody. We won't tell you. <laughs> Okay, So when you, when you moved to a, from violin to bass, because, and, and get this, John, that ain't such a weird thing, taking on an instrument because no one else wants to rock it. That's how a lot of bass dudes, that's how Joe Osborne, that's how Carol Kay got on bass. Uh, that, uh, Tony Mamone's told me that's how he ended up playing for Perubu. That's why Tim Wright and Tom Herman were always switching back forth. No one wanted to rock the bass. Now, me, I got put on it by D Boone's Mob, but I probably would have ended up just like you because I want to play, and everybody else is doing these other things. I'm going to do this. So do you remember? Well, let let me ask you, what was the first record you bought for yourself? So I remember the first record I I purchased for myself with the specific
8: intent to learn it was Rush Moving Pictures. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. either, either,
0: either. You don't know how many times I get asked about Rush Because I like trios And they don't understand It's more room in the boat That's right. what it's about <laughs> But not too much I don't like the, the bands Without the bass players <laughs> That poor oh, yeah. lowly yeah. naked kick drum And what was the first gig You went and saw So the first concert that I ever saw was Foreigner
8: 4 Foreigner <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, four, or four, Jukebox Hero. Remember, they inflated a huge jukebox. Yeah, I can't tell you I remember that. Of time.
0: <laughs> I can't tell you I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised,
8: brother.
9: <laughs> That's the stuff I, that helped fuel punk rock.
1: It, it, I, 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 think it goes, <laughs>
9: I could probably
0: give the same answer for Foreigner 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they did have a guitar guy named Steve Jones. Not the same <laughs> one. <laughs> no, Mick Jones. Mick Jones oh yeah the clash right okay Boy. that's it see, see how wrong I am Ew. okay <laughs> look get me out of here I want uh <laughs> bro- brother Matt it's time for the spin cycle <laughs> hang tight guys we're going to talk about how the Pacific Pacific meantime got together with for brother Matt spin cyclage cool you do what you just did to us?
1: Today. Well, well <laughs> Crane, Crane did it. it was Crane? Uh, yeah, we've been we've been saying. Crane's songs are national debt, yeah. A few shows, but Crane says that's not him, not he doesn't him. know what that's about. So, Look, I if, thought he
0: gave me that music years <laughs> ago, these three CDs. I thought for sure it was because he goes under a lot of different names, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, so to get the full scoop on Crane and Crane Music, it's at euphoriasdestination.com. So. That's Before the
0: destination, there's yeah. probably no comma
1: in there. No, that's just, that would just be one word, no no apostrophe, no comma, no uh, dot com. And it's also SoundCloud, you can find it. Anyway, so that's some snoring Sorry in there. about
0: that, Crane. Wrong attribution <laughs> for all these shows. Yeah. Whoever the real national debt is, thank you for those <laughs> three CDs. I will continue to play, but not this edition, because I hanging my head in shame. Now back to the Pacific Meantime, guys. Hey, dudes. Hey, how you doing? Okay, John, Edwin Hamilton. How did the band get together?
2: Uh, well, years and years ago, my buddy Edwin and I, we uh, co-write together. We moved out from New Orleans to Portland, Oregon, beautiful Portland, Oregon. And at the time, we were in a band called Geraldine Fisher,
0: Oh. wow yeah, because man. we just brother matt's last tune of his spin cyclage was jeldine fibbers
2: you are kidding okay <laughs> i <laughs> shit <laughs> thee not we had, to change, we had to change our name because of those guys wow
0: whoa but the <laughs> singer the lady carla boslitz she's from pedro she lives in eagle Rock right right. now
2: but wow see small I, world I right Trippy. Very small world. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, we went through a couple other iterations, and we finally uh, landed on Pacific Meantime. And our buddy John hey, here did, came up. I'm curious.
0: To, I'm curious. How did you get that name, Geraldine Fisher?
2: Okay. Well, in New Orleans, was it? Uh, you might help me. Well, us we here. had we
5: had a crazy eccentric landlord landlord named Gerald Kendall. Okay. So it was an amalgamation of his
0: name and uh, Fisher-Price Toys. Of course,
2: of course. <laughs> stupid Watts, Stupid <laughs> Watt, yeah, Of course. Was, there were some weed-induced weed conversations involved, but, but, uh, but it's okay. done for a while.
0: So you guys, why did you pick Portland?
2: Well, at the time, uh, Edwin's good buddy uh, was here and doing pretty well, and Kevin Colgan, and... Seattle was kind of done, and we just wanted to go west. And uh, we thought about Denver, but Portland seemed to be like the most green, beautiful, uh, kind of new scene at the time, and it, it stuck. It's, it's weird. We moved here with about fifteen people, and all of them were still here because we we thought it'd be temporary, but we love this fucking place. It's it's the best.
0: So, did, did you did you ever know about the Wipers?
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know there was and,
0: there was a time. When that was the only punk band in Portland. There was only one club, Satyricon. That's
2: right. We we played there many a time back in the day as Geraldine Fisher. We were a Dee
0: week D there. We Boone went through Fisher. that deck. And in fact, the first time we played there, when that happened, at the gig was Greg Sage, who's the wiper oh, wow. guy, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a mind blow for us. We were very, uh, this was 1982 yeah, people, or 1983 or something. We were very... Uh, 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 shaking, trembling, uh, huh. like shaken leaf. Huh. <laughs> so, so how, how's John getting a band?
2: Okay, so he, uh, we, we needed a bass player. We put out the word, and he was in San Francisco at the time, and he loved the music, and came up and auditioned because he was thinking about moving here, and it just all clicked. He, he was the only guy that mattered in the auditions. Everybody else wasn't. How, how did
0: he hear about a Portland band audition in the city? <laughs>
8: You know, I—I—it I, was just serendipity, man. I was—I was—I was, I was, I was uh, basically whoring myself out in the Bay Area as a bass player, playing for whoever needed a bass player. Sure. A lot of people need one. Yeah. So I got to do a lot of really cool things. I got to record in Fantasy Studios. I got oh, to play. You know, uh, Creedence, and, and,
0: the Creedence royalties paid for it, but they never got to record there. Uh.
8: I know, that's the House of Creeds building, yeah. that's what they called it. They got to build, but they didn't get to play. Because
0: Cosmo Factory is, uh, the drummer's nickname was Cosmo, and that's where they practiced. Yeah,
8: yeah. yeah. So,
0: it's okay. Nice, man, but, you know. And, and look, there's, so, so two, th- 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 there's two members that aren't on the sh- spiel here with us. How did they get in the band?
2: They're a little more recent. They've been—they're uh, just like stellar players in town. Our buddy Anders, we've known for years and years. He worked with uh, Edwin uh, at a job, and but he plays in like five or six bands. I'll, I'll go see shows, and Anders will be behind the kit, and I didn't even know about it. Like he's just that guy.
0: Whoa! So and then he's the stick man. With- he's the stick man with the beat in the hand.
2: Exactly. He can kind of do any genre you want, and he's just you know always in the clutch. He's he's just that guy. And and uh, our buddy Sean uh, has been in tons of bands over the years. He was in King Black Acid for a while. If you ever heard them, and uh, and he's just
8: uh, been you know he's, he's the most recent addition, but he can uh, kind of fill in and do anything yeah. we asked. We got we got Sean. We got Sean because we, we after we recorded the album, you know, we didn't have him on the album, the latest album. But we figured, geez, we we need somebody with the with the ability to copy all the synth sounds and to do all that stuff, and and his name was was given to us, and and so we we met and we met on common ground, and after a few rehearsals, we were like, this is the dude.
0: Rehearsals. You know, I've yet to hear a basketball player say, "I'm going to go down to the gym and rehearse some shots." <laughs> Why are music people afraid? Why are they afraid of that word practice? Why do they want to sound like actors? We don't have time for that. I want you to think about it. We ain't Because it's the end of the second hour. May 9th, 2019 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. May 9th, 2019. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. for P. Brasso started the third hour off with Sentimental Strangers from Pacific Meantime. Then uh, Masayuki Imanishi and Marco Sorato with number one. Marco from uh, Sevilla, Andalusia, Spain. Pacific Meantime, Suzer Race. I've just been enlightened the fact that the drummer man they carry now wasn't on the first album. It was the producer man. And, uh, well, you know what? I want to hear about what was the first Pacific Meantime gig like?
2: Oh wow! Um, I would say uh, it was a little nerve wracking. We, Edwin and I, have been uh, songwriters together for years and years, and and it's not uncommon for us to write a batch of songs, invite a bunch of awesome friends over to the studio, record them before a live show's ever been done. So it's kind of like a it's a magic trick to try and put together what we already recorded into a live setting. We need to you know we need to practice more essentially, but. But that was it. Yeah, it was like, "Hey, you guys have heard the record. Now watch and see if we can play it." It's great.
0: And John, were you proud of this first gig?
8: Yes. Okay. Yes I was.
0: And what was your what was your take on it? More pride.
8: You know. So 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 you know, it's it's cool for me because I'm 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 like like kind of like a fan on stage. You know, um, I'm a fan of these guys, and, well, and I like like that, uh,
0: like uh, you mean like me and the Stooges.
8: Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, I I appreciate their songwriting. It's what it, I, I, I was as attracted to them as they were attracted to me musically. And, and, um, you know, I, I was just pleased to be a part of it. I was pleased to be part of the creation of it. Um, I hadn't really been that much, um, involved in the creation of the music, um, up until that point. Usually it's like, I'm I'm playing what somebody else wrote, but, um, to, to be able to partner with these guys like that and play a show, and 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 see how much people appreciated them, and be a part of that it was it was pretty fucking cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love Stooges music. I I wasn't part of any of that creation, but to be there, but I also felt a big responsibility. Like I had this, you know, I want to be buried at sea anyway, but I had this nightmare about a gravestone, and all it says on the gravestone is "Fucked up a Stooges gig." <laughs> 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 I know how you feel exactly. <laughs> So yeah, you're, yeah, in your, your dream, well, maybe we call it a nightmare. It says, fucked up a Pacific Meantime gig.
2: <laughs>
0: Look, I'm going to play Crash in the Waves. What's this about?
2: Ooh, nice. Uh, uh, this is more of a like, questioning yourself song. It's a, uh, you get lost in your head and you can't get out. It's, it's for, for, for me, when I hear it, it's, it's kind of like someone who wants to meditate but can't.
3: Now,
0: did you bring the words first, or did Edwin bring the music first?
2: Well, for this record, on most songs, we collaborated a lot. I would bring like three or four songs worth of lyrics, and then uh, I'm a shitty editor, so he would kind of highlight his uh, favorites, and we would assemble them together, mostly based on the melody. Like We would come up with really great melodies we love first, and then just kind of fill them in like mad libs. Wow, and uh,
0: you, you sound like Bob or, Bob Mold. You know, whenever there was a new, another Who's and I say, "Hey, Bob, how's this one? It's the greatest. It's the <laughs> best." <laughs> like it was like God, Ball Bob's got balls like church This <laughs> guy, and, and like you just said, man, we just wrote some great melodies. <laughs> I like lo- that's a good cocksure trip because I always feel like a, I blew it. Here we go. <laughs>
3: the street screaming, dear Lord, someone shot my boy. I held his hand to the ambulance came, and onto a stretcher they took him away. I follow close from the car behind The lights and the sirens both dull in my mind November 9th Jealous gun It rattled his eyelids And pierced through his lungs The damage is now done He was seen by her lover The night before swearing to kill him outside her door to her defense my brother walked out raising his fists and screaming get out it's me she's with now
0: Pedro show Pacific meantime with crashing waves uh, Damien your auto with uh, I had no intentions groove crater Method a Phil I know that's right for the hmm. all blues the code hangers live watch it back and finally water sign for Pacific meantime what, what what are you you guys' plans now that you got this record out
2: well it's it's pretty new so we're just trying to play yeah. out do lots of uh, shows and and well, it's what about kind tour? Of first time in
0: Hamilton, what about tour?
2: Oh man, in in our position, I wish we could. You probably saw by the timeline that we're you know not in our teens. <clears throat> so okay. in order for us to, uh, in order for us to you know keep our families and our lives going, we can we can tour uh, regionally, but for us to get on the road and like and hit multiple areas, it's it's just hard, man. No, my heart
0: goes <laughs> out for yeah. you. People don't realize uh, if you're on the west coast, there's a big. Sp- piece of right. territory between us <laughs> and the rest. Of people are telling me, what, you know, every tour you're always playing Boise in Salt Lake City. Yes, I said, look at a fucking map. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 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 you know. Yeah, I
2: remember thinking that I lived in Boston and I had some friends in bands and they would, you know, they'd have like seven gigs in three days in seven states. Yeah. I mean, they could, you, everything's an hour away. Right. What about, what about,
0: what about if people want to find you on the internet how they find pacific meantime
2: okay. well we're we're all over we got uh, bandcamp and we got pacificmeantime.com and ah that's uh, great you
0: got, got you got your own website so that's p a c that's p a c i f i c m e a n t i m e.com correct thank you that's so great because to me that's like a fanzine ethic from the old days even older than you oh, guys, yeah. a little bit older than you guys, <laughs> where there's no middleman, right? You can put out, and then you can, uh-huh. ha- you can put your flyers up on those other telephone poles, uh, Fake Look, and, really? and in, Instant Ham, uh-huh. and Shitter, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But I'm so glad you got <laughs> your own place, because no one can censor you, no one uh, can filter you, or you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah,
2: no.
0: So, so what you're doing is you're, you could do an I-5 tour.
2: Right. We yeah. could go up to Seattle. We can do the coast. We can go to a story where Brother Matt went. We can go right. to Bend. We can. Uh, what about be Tacoma? What and, about?
0: What about Eugene?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. We love we love the University of Oregon. Ducks.
0: Kind of a hippie town, right? But it's okay. I play there almost every tour because it's a fucking hell ride from SAC down to Portland. <laughs> That's 600 fucking... <laughs> you know, it's not just a, yeah, thinking about it, man. It's, it's a reality on the dealio. Uh, but look, I really admire, so, so what? You're not, yeah, you're not at the toolbox anymore, You're not, but you're still kicking like Kato with the music.
4: Thanks, man. That's yeah. beautiful.
0: You know, because life is several journeys, and especially a band where you're bringing people together, right? And have all these lives, parallel universes. So, if, and and for you to do it is for the love of it. I'm I'm That's way into it? that. I'm way into that. Very very inspiring. 100%. Yeah, right back.
4: 100%. Right right back.
0: Thanks for saying. Now, because now, you got some time under your belt, and you, and you've managed to incorporate other lives with your music life. What about somebody young, like? You could see yourself 30 years ago asking for advice. What would you say? John, you first.
8: Yeah, man. I, I, I would say go full on. Get stuck in. Um, you know, I I, I remember tw- being 21 and thinking it's going to be a really significant year for me. I'm going to get stuck in. I'm going to do this. We're going to go. And, you know, uh, we, we got easily distracted by roadblocks along the way. Fuck the Roblox. Go. Get stuck in. Go and do it. Do it full time. That's great. my advice. Yeah,
0: great, sh- great, great advice. Uh, Edwin,
7: you?
5: My, my advice is uh, take out your iPhone memo or your boombox or whatever and record everything that you do. Record all your songs. Listen back to them and, and think about how you can make them better.
0: Okay. Are you even pieces and parts that aren't songs better. yet, right?
5: yeah 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 definitely record everything you can and 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 you know be be loving with yourself but be self-critical and and
0: uh and your songs will get better every time you do it great great advice hamilton
2: yeah along those lines i the one thing i wish i had done which i've finally uh committed to over the years is uh listen to what you did and then know that you can get better like take take a Take a lesson or two, even though you're already good, you know, figure out that you need to evolve. And it took me years to finally know what my voice can do and and know how to treat it. And and, uh, you know, I I went to, you know, breathing lessons from an opera singer so I could get to the end of the show at at a time just because I knew that, uh, you know, I could I could get better at it. So you never stop learning. You know,
0: that's that's great. Everybody's got something to teach you. That's what I've tried to take to heart, too. I want to thank you guys so much for being on the show. Truly. Uh, Brother Matt, thank you for your always essential aid in the bed. Pleasure. Uh, Next week I see you again. Thank you, Brother
1: Matt. Yeah, great having you guys on.
0: Okay. People, it's been May 9, 2019 Dishwalk Peter show. Keep your powder dry. Yeah.